0: And now it's my mission in life to help you get to the other side of this process with your sanity and your heart intact. Welcome back to another episode of the Divorce Survival Guide podcast. I am your host, your Divorce Survival Guide, Kate Anthony. How's everyone doing? Good. (laughs) Yeah, like that. Every client call I have these days we get on the phone and we're like hey how you doing and they're like i mean <laughs> and then they're like how are you and i'm like i mean <laughs> that's just how it is these days right and then we vote we all go it's fine everything's fine <laughs> everything's just fine you know let's just keep it real shall we it's a shit show uh but everything's fine everything's just fine I'm excited about this episode today, because today I am bringing you my dear friend, Wendy Sterling. And Wendy and I met, I think we met on the internet, (laughs) it's where I meet everybody. Um, She's a divorce recovery specialist. Um, She's a certified life coach. Uh, She was certified by the same organization that certified me, the same coaching school, she's a writer, author and speaker and she founded something called Divorce Rehab with Wendy or just the Divorce Rehab. And d- Wendy helps divorce women recover from their divorce by remembering who they are and what they're capable of by ending their pity party, mourning their marriage and moving forward. So, Wendy and I are basically bookends, right? I do a lot of the um I mean I work with women after marriage too, but um, after divorce as well. But you know, my, my real um, uh, sort of sweet spot in the world is the should I stay, should I stay or should I go question. Um, and then once they've gotten through it all, then they go to Wendy to build their life back up again. So um, we adore each other. We, um, we spoke on a panel together um, a few months ago, just before COVID, <laughs> literally just before COVID. Um, and we, before COVID again, we, uh, we both live in LA, so we actually saw each other and hung out in real life and, you know, had lunch and things back in the days when you could do things like that. (laughs) So anyway, this is a great conversation. I, uh, I adore Wendy. Here she is my conversation with Wendy Sterling. Wendy Sterling, I'm so happy to have you here. <laughs> I'm so happy to be
1: here. Hello,
0: beautiful. Oh, this is so great. Um, we have collaborated on many things, including your summit that you organized. If anybody was um, a part of that and listened, uh, downloaded all of the incredible videos that Wendy uh, created for the divorce summit. That was that was the all Wendy. <laughs> that was all her brainchild so um, thank you and we were just talking about if you miss the summit um we will be doing another one sometime in the future so yes no, don't worry um so all right let's just dive in why don't we just start with what's share your story i just want to say first of all i think that i said I said this in the intro that Wendy's a divorce recovery coach. Like that is her specialty, and we went through the same coach training, so we're very much in line in our work and all that we do, and and we're friends. And we all both live in LA, so
1: <laughs> we do, we do. I'm so glad our paths crossed, and thank you so much for having me today. I'm very excited to share about my story and what I do, and to talk about what we have in common as well. So, um. T- so to start out, um, you know, I, I truly believe that divorce can be the empowering experience that we go through to help us find our true identity and voice to design the life that we want instead of feeling stuck with the life that we have. And I will never forget, um, the day that I discovered that my 15 year marriage was over. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, like most people, when they go through divorce, um, you know, that tends to be a day that none of us forget. But the reason that it is so deeply ingrained in my mind is because it actually was the day that I realized that, um, I had silenced my voice. For a very long time in my marriage and it was something that I even learned as a child that I was also perpetuating and brought into my marriage and it was through my divorce that I realized that I had a beautiful voice, but I didn't know how to use it. I didn't even know what it sounded like. I really had lost myself and you know I had been married for over 15 years. I was with my ex-husband over 20 years. You know, I was in corporate America at the time and had this amazing career. And I was on auto drive, autopilot for so many years of my life um, that I just I lost myself in sort of the 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 what I thought I should be doing, what I thought I should be thinking, what I thought. I was destined to become. And, you know, my ex husband and I have two beautiful, amazing boys who I love and cherish. Um, but at the same time, I wasn't honoring me as Wendy. I knew who I was as mom, I knew who I was as a wife. And my divorce is really what woke me up. And I'll never forget, I was scrolling on Facebook after having been in therapy and reading self help books, and nothing was really. Working to kind of help me get over the hump. And I saw a post from a friend who left her corporate job to start helping women midlife a career transition and giving them, you know, the inspiration that it's possible. And even though my situation was a little bit different, what rang true to me was, oh my God, this whole coaching world is something that will help me to really start focusing on what's possible, what's next instead of what therapy was doing, which was keeping me rooted in my past. Mm-hmm. And so what I was able to really accomplish was to, I called her and we had a conversation. She actually coached me on the phone unbeknownst to me at the time. And while I was you studying- didn't realize, to, she, You didn't realize she was coaching you? <laughs> no, I had no idea. at the her. end- Totally stealth. It was full of stealth. And I mean, we do it as coaches, right?
0: Without even, we're not supposed to, they tell us in our training that we're not supposed to, but like, sometimes
1: we can't help it. It's part of how we get curious, right? It's just part of what we learn as a person. Yeah. And so, um, I brought my divorce into the classroom and I saw that over the course of a three day weekend, I moved myself farther forward than I had in the years of therapy that I had been in. And so I realized in that moment that I was meant to help women like me and to bring coaching forward to women. And so I created my own proprietary six or excuse me, five-step program that is through my program called the Divorce Rehab, where I really help and take women through the process of ending their pity party, mourning the loss of their marriage, and then creating a foundation from which they can build a new life from. And so from my own experience, having done it and gotten through it in about a year, I now have created something that allows women to go through in six months. But My bigger vision, as you know, and what my summit really was aiming to kind of start the conversation around is really using divorce as um, an empowering experience to really flip the script, right? Because all of us come out of it feeling so much embarrassment and shame and we're terrified and it's this whole new world. Our dreams have been shattered that we thought were going to come true or the life that we thought was going to happen isn't. And instead of looking at it through the lens of fear, we can actually look at it as an opportunity, right? Something you did extremely well, something I've done extremely well, right? And really using it as a platform for us to discover what's next, which is and has been the best part of my life so far. Girl, amen.
0: Listen, we're two divorced chicks talking and we can tell you, and I think we can speak for all of our friends in this space, right? I think we can speak for Jen Hervance. We can speak for like, you know, who will be on the podcast soon. And, you know, all of us in this space, they could, all of us can probably say with beyond a shadow of a doubt, Lindsay Ellison, all of us, our lives are so much better post-divorce. We, I mean, yes. we really are. And that's, and and here's the thing with that is that, Took a lot of, lot of fucking hard work to get here. A lot of fucking hard work. And that's what we do, right? We help you do that work. But that's kind of the promise, right? That's the promise on the other side.
1: A hundred percent. And that's, you know, what I say I do, right? Is that I help women heal from divorce and then empowering them to reclaim ownership of their voice and identity to create their next best life is really truly who I am and what I stand for. Because it is possible. And there are countless examples. And part of why we've all come together and you know why I consider us kind of like a band of siblings is because we know that yes individually, we all may specialize in different areas or there may be overlap, but together our voices are so much more powerful Mm -hmm. and are so much more resonant with people because they're starting to see that they're not alone, right? You, I know we've talked about this. You felt alone. I felt alone. All of us felt alone because nobody talked about it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: Which is why, you know, I have this podcast. (laughs) Yes, group. And like, you know, and it's why I think the numbers are so high. I think, you know, because women are hungry to be talking about this and they're hungry to be hearing about this and to, and to know that they're not alone. I mean, women always want to know that we're not alone because we are not meant to be alone because we're tribal creatures and that's, you know, we, we thrive off of community. Um, but Holy crap. Right. Like, yeah add divorce to like, that's just women in general, but then add like divorce to it and feeling isolated and alone and like, Oh my God,
1: I'm the only one. Um, yeah. Well, and I think part of that too, is that, you know, and I don't, I I experienced this and, you know, I'm sure you did as well. I don't know that we've talked about this, but you know, our married friends don't, really know what to say. And it's their discomfort that I felt so displaced because they didn't even know. It was almost like they didn't know how to categorize me anymore. Right.
0: Yes, <laughs> You know? And also, you know, um, uh, I have talked about this before on the podcast and I don't know if you and I have talked about this, but you know, when people, people's discomfort is not about what's going on with you. It's about the mirror that you're holding up to their relationship. And it is all about them and so little to do with you. So if you're going through this and your friends are having weird reactions or getting angry at you, or they stop talking to you and you, you're suddenly realizing that like the people that you thought were going to be there and be the most supportive of you in your divorce. And they're like, not, uh, it's not, it's all, it's all in my experience. Those people were divorced within six months to a year after mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we talk about there's a lot of evidence to suggest that divorce is contagious. Right. Um, because once one person goes, it becomes a domino effect throughout their sort of friendship circles. So watch the ones who are having strong reactions.
1: They're probably next. Can you find, find the same thing, Wendy? Absolutely. And I think what it did for a lot of my friends was wake them up to the struggles that they were having in their own marriages. And, you know, I think once you, our kids get to a certain age, you know, you're on autopilot for so long. Mm -hmm. And if you don't go back to really investing in your marriage, investing in you, most importantly, you know, especially as moms, we lose ourselves in our kids many times and in, you know, sort of our roles, but um, you know, a lot of my friends after seeing what I went through, they all kind of had these moments of like, "Oh my god, this could have been me." Yeah. And, you know, and especially because my ex-husband and I were the last of all of us that, you know, everyone was like, "You guys were the last couple we would think would be divorced." And <laughs> mine were pretty- like, well. "Oh, finally." <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, but on either side of the spectrum, to your point, I mean, the friends that had the stronger reactions were the ones that you knew their marriages were in trouble. And I think that it plays into, you know, social media has us feeling obligated to post perfection, right? The Facebook facade of family. Yes. Which and is total bullshit.
0: It's total bullshit. And as I always say, we're, you know, when you're comparing, um, you know, we, we compare, other people's out, our insides with other people's outsides for one thing. Right. And social media is the perfect place for us to do that, to compare, you know, the insides of our relationships to the outsides of everyone else's relationships. And it's fucking bullshit. Yep. It is a (laughs) hundred percent. I always talk about Shanann. What's her name? Shanann um, Watts. Oh yes. Hello. (laughs) Like, you know, Facebook, perfect always on social media talking about how much her husband, you know, her beautiful, amazing marriage and he fucking
1: murdered her and all of their children. Mm-hmm. So let's not do that. <laughs> well, or I mean, what it's done for me, and I don't know if you've had the same effect, but now when I see these perfect family pictures and, oh, I love my husband and I love my wife and all And I'm not saying that everybody is this, but when I see those posts, I'm like, yeah, they're struggling behind the scenes. They are overcompensating. Overcompensating, exactly. They'll be calling me soon. (laughs) That's what I
0: always think. I was like, (laughs) I'll be hearing from her soon. Yes. Um, And sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. And I'm happy. Like, again, I do, you know, I, uh, listen, there's nothing I want in this world more than for everyone to be in super healthy, happy relationships, right? Like I always say, I am not, Pro divorce. I am pro healthy, happy relationships. So if 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 that's the truth, then like yay, I'm thrilled about it. Um, but when it's too, when it's a lot and too much, I get a little suspicious of it. So yeah. So what to your point? Comparing yourself to those people is it's it's just you're you are. It, we call it compare and despair, right? We set yes. ourselves up to feel like shit about ourselves. Because we're comparing ourselves to other people's relationships, and it's it's unhealthy and unnecessary. And it you know it activates your inner critic, it keeps you just you know. Oh yes, so let's go. Let's I want to talk to about this whole um, corporate America shift. Yeah, talked about. I mean, you talked about it a little bit why you decided to leave corporate America and start your own business, right? I mean, is there anything more that you want to kind of say around that about? I mean, I mean, to be like you left a lot of stability
1: <laughs> for
0: a lot of instability, right? Like you, yeah. left, you know, your marriage, your, you know, your uh, four person, you know, nuclear family and your corporate job.
1: I did. And I mean, I can expand a little bit on that. I mean, I was in the advertising sales community and I had been in it for many years. I was in corporate America for 20 years and, While I was in an amazing career that I, it was lucrative, six-figure income, um, I just wasn't fulfilled. And the part of my job that I really loved that was fulfilling was when I was playing the role of mentor, and I was leading a team, and I was inspiring my team and making it a team group effort. Um, That was the part I loved. And what I also realized is that in my roles at the various organizations that I was a part of, some of which were, you know, Refinery29, Who, What, Where, amazing brands that to this Mm -hmm. day I still love. Um, But what I did for a lot of those companies was start entire territories for categories that I specified in. So I was an entrepreneur just within corporate America. And so I it was one of those realizations of like when my, when I realized my marriage was over, it was also a realization of I don't have to keep doing this. Um, you know, and it also felt like a part of my old life and it wasn't part of who I wanted to continue to be. Yeah. And there were pieces of that that I knew I could take forward. And yeah, I left a six figure paycheck to go into debt and start something from ground zero but i knew i could do it because i had done it for these companies mm-hmm. and one of the things i think i really also learned was you know how with corporate america there's specialized departments right that's you know you have teams that specialize in different areas that i was leveraging you know and selling our capabilities to mm-hmm. and it's the same thing as an entrepreneur right is that I also wasn't afraid to go out and ask people that I, you know, cause I didn't know how I didn't know that I needed, you know, that I should form an LLC. I had never, you know, I needed to get a bookkeeper. I didn't, you know, all these things that, you know, if you just ask people, they're willing to help you, right. Cause you have to build a team even as an entrepreneur. And it, it was the most terrifying thing I've ever done, but it was the best decision that I ever made. And I wouldn't change it or trade it for anything in this world. Yeah.
0: You know, it's really interesting. One of the things that you were just saying, and I had, I had a similar experience, which was that I think when you leave your marriage, you're sort of, you know, you are, there's, you're wiping the slate clean in many ways. I think that even, and and I, I don't think that that is limited to just your marriage. Right. And, you know, I stopped acting when I got divorced for a variety of reasons, um, not the least of which I knew it was not going to be um, viable. Uh, you know, it's a it's a fucking hard ass way to try to make a living. Um, you know, even though I was on a TV show at the time, but I knew that that was just not. You know, it was not. It's not. It's not going to support me long term. And but it, but also, being an actor is in the entertainment industry, in particular in Los Angeles is being in an abusive relationship. Being an actor is like, the actor is the lowest on the totem pole um, in everything, the least respected. Um, And, you know, ghosting is normal in the acting world. I know people know this, but when you go on an audition, if you don't get it, you don't hear back. They don't tell you you didn't get it. You just don't hear again. It's ghost, you're ghosted. Um, You don't know why you didn't get it, you you know, and so you make up all these stories about yourself. But anyway, I was leaving my, you know, abusive relationship with my, (laughs) with my ex-husband. I was sure as fuck not going to continue in an abusive relationship with my career, Mm -hmm. right? Like, that just wasn't going to happen. And so... Um, I think that many of us go through these shifts. We're fundamentally shifting who we are on the inside. And so all of the
1: sort of ports that we were connected to on the outside no longer fit. No, but do you see also how like you were sourcing that in your career, right? You were sourcing what was happening at home and you picked a career where it was duplicative. Like I did the same thing, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, where I, I, I was in a career where I was literally seen and heard through my revenue that I was hitting. And in my marriage, I was seen and heard only through, or at the time, only through the lens of my marriage. Yeah. So- I chose a career and a spouse where that became almost like a codependency on how I was seeing myself. Yes. And by taking the leap into coaching, it forced me to have to truly find myself and look at myself in the mirror and know who I am and feel that I'm enough to be seen and heard without the validation. Yes, and without the
0: veil, right? So, yes, you were having there were veils, there was money, there was the marriage, right? You had all these these like layers between you and it, right? And so, and you you sort of were systematically you had to remove those those uh, validation veils, whatever. Exactly.
1: I love that validation fails,
0: validation fails. I just made that up. You can, you did.
1: That. I I, I think I will. I love that.
0: <laughs> but you know, for me, what I found was that, you know, I came by, I was an actor. I started acting when I was three years old, by the way. Um, a long and, time. What? It
1: That's was a long time. I tell
0: people I was an actor for 30 years and then I have to clarify, oh wait, 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 I'm not that old. It's that I started when I was three. Right.
1: <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> hold on. Um, so I always say that I bookended my career with three, with five years on Sesame Street and five years on Grey's Anatomy. And then I was done and a lot of work in between, but, um, I, you know, I, I chose being an actor. Yes, because that's who I was. Right. And again, I think it's, you know, seeking validation. Right. So I had all the veils of validation, too. I was seeking validation through being, you know, on television or, be, you know, being an actor, all of that stuff. Right. And, you know, it's not a big secret that actors are some of the most sort of, you know, neurotic and and you know uh people with low self-esteem and so we go into that but then we're in a profession we're in we're going to that because we are seeking that validation because we have low self-esteem and also because we're talented and we love it and like there's all sorts of other things that make people want to be actors by the way um but we get what we go into uh a profession that completely validates that and keeps sort of digging holes at it right
1: yeah And
0: then I did the same thing with my marriage, right? I always say that like, I had all these holes, they were my holes, but then I was in a profession that drilled more holes into me and in a marriage that drilled more holes into me. And once I started filling up my own holes, I was like, wait, I don't actually want to be (laughs) around anyone that's going to be drilling holes in me.
1: Well, and drilling the ones that existed even deeper. Yes. Yeah. Right. So then you have a harder time getting out from them. Yep. 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 Yep absolutely so
0: you know if anyone's listening and they're starting to like question everything in their life what would
1: you i mean what would you say to them i mean i think we all go through that right we all kind of have this moment in our life and you know some of us it's midlife some of us through trauma that happens in our life but i think that you know what was the wake up call for me when i started questioning you know what i was doing it was before my divorce actually happen or before the night I realized that my ex-husband, you know, was cheating on me is I'd already started, I wasn't paying attention to it closely enough. So I think what I would say to people is that if you are feeling discomfort around where you're at, don't shove it away. Don't pack it down, name it sit with it. It's okay to be uncomfortable or to be sad or to feel like you don't like where you've gotten, you know, where you're at in at this place in life. Get curious about it. Don't pack it away. And trust your
0: instinct, right? Yes. If something's,
1: if you feel like something's off, something's probably off.
0: Right. And yeah, as you said, sorry, I interrupted you, but keep going. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, no, we're totally aligned. And you know, and I also think I use this phrase a lot too, which is like, you know, we also band-aid it, right? Thinking that it'll just heal itself. And it doesn't. It actually makes it worse. It gets infected if you just put a band-aid on it, right? Um yeah, which is why I say like, you know, get curious about what's coming up for you and you know, and at the same time don't be afraid to talk to people that you know would be supportive of you about it. And it could even it could be a friend, it could also be a coach, it could be a professional, or you know, it could be a mentor that you have, whoever it is, you right. know, because even still, you know, in my field, I still have a community that I reach out to even when I'm feeling uncomfortable, like something came up for me this morning that I was like, I got to figure this out because I, I, otherwise I'm not, I'm going to break down and not break through. Yeah. And in order to get to the breakthrough, you have to have and sit with the breakdown. And then once you have and sit with it, you then get through it. And you're, you're, it's almost like you arrive to the next level and you, you get more clarity.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And so many of us are running from the breakdown and the yes. breakdown and you know, that includes the breakdown of our marriage. That includes the, you know, it includes grief. It includes like all of that, right. We are always running from the breakdown and the breakdown can be the biggest gift of your life, which is sort of brings us full circle to what we were talking about when we first started talking, right. That, that divorce is a breakdown. <laughs> it's, a, it's a, big one. Um, And it's, and it's a gift because that's where the magic and the breakthroughs happen.
1: I agree. I mean, my divorce was the best gift that ever happened. I mean, talk about waking my ass up and, you know, and at the time it felt, you know, it was very much, why is this happening to me? And in time I realized that it happened for me Yes. and, you know, and I know you feel the same way, you know, so many of our, of our colleagues feel the same way too. And I understand that it's so hard to see that at the time, right? You're in it. And it's like, how is this ever going to be the best thing that ever happened to me? Um, but it has been. And, and again, we are all evidence and proof that it's possible. Um, as long as you, again, like you said, you really allow the breakthroughs to, ha- or excuse me, the breakdowns to happen and you kind of feel through and let yourself you know, experience the pain, because if you don't, you're not going to get through this. And, you know, it, it, it was the best, the best thing that ever happened to me.
0: You could have reinvented yourself in any number of ways, right? I mean, you could have gotten any other job. You could have reinvented yourself in any number of ways. So what is it about the work that you do this work in particular that inspires you so much?
1: So, um, I, the reason that I chose this, it's really, it chose me, um, you know, that day, my intuition kicked in louder and harder than it ever has. And I knew I was always intuitive, but it was something I was really afraid of. And from that day forward, I have just trusted and listened to my gut and I realized that, you know, as I said before, my divorce happened for me. It happened for me because I know that I am, I was brought on this earth to help women like me, people like me who have gone through this process and to help change the script on divorce. When I am in service of other people, so giving to give. For me, that is so fulfilling. I've always wanted to work more one-on-one with people. And what inspires me is, you know, every call that I get on with a client, they have some breakthrough, right? You know what I'm talking about. It's like, you just, you see the, isn't it? And it's, it is the most fulfilling work. It's not even work. It is, it's a gift. I I, I am lucky enough to help change lives every day. And I don't have to call myself a doctor, (laughs) you know,
0: doctors hours,
1: (laughs) we work doctors hours, but you know, I, it is a gift and I love what I do. I know what is possible because I've experienced it. I have clients experiencing it every single day. And without these tools without the community without the help and support it's going to take forever and so the louder you know i'm able to speak the the more that i'm able to reach people the more that people understand number 1 they're not alone number 2 there's support out there there are tools and it's not to say that i'm i'm you know i'm cleared of you know my divorce triggers no i still have them i had one the other day but what's beautiful is that I know how to get through it that much faster now. And so do my clients. Right. And so what inspires me is when I see my clients taking action off of what they've learned, not only about themselves, but about what's possible, right? And the, in the mindset that you're able to shift through this process is so powerful. It's mm-hmm. so freaking powerful. And it's like going to the gym. You have to practice, like you exercise. You have you have the power of choice, and to choose to think differently, and that's what we do. That's the gift that we give people: is keeping them in tune with the power of choice. And if you want to sit in your pity party, have at it. And that's a choice, by the way. That is that's a choice. That is a choice, and it's a valid one for you. Sure. Right. Absolutely yep, at the same time, you you there will be a point, I'm sure that at some time you're you're gonna be sick of the pity party, and no one's gonna come to your party anymore. Yes. Exactly. And
0: you're gonna get so, sick of your, your own self.
1: as <laughs> yes. in the artist's
0: way, um Julia Cameron talks about how like if you write if you get up every morning and you write your in your morning pages at a certain point, you're just gonna get sick and tired of the of complaining about the same shit over and over again. And you're going to make changes, right? So, you know, at a certain point, you're going to be sick of hearing yourself talk about the same shit over and over again, whatever, whether you're writing it, whether you're talking it, whether, you know, people stop
1: coming to your pity party, you're going to get tired of it. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, again, I just, I think that, you know, most people do get to that point, but there's a lot that don't and that's fine for them. But the ones that are ready to move through and be done, Oh my God, life is beautiful on the other side. So much more beautiful. Yep. So, all right, you have this program,
0: your divorce rehab
1: program. We yes. tell us a little bit about that. I would love to. So, rehab is actually an acronym. So um, it's a five She's smart because she has a marketing background. She's so smart. <laughs> I'm always like, wow. <laughs> Yeah. it You know, it helped in my career a little bit. So, um, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so the rehab is my five-step process. So the R stands for reclaiming your life through finding your true identity and voice. Step two is the E, which is ending your pity party. <laughs> um, and we literally end it. We have it and we end it. Oh, I love that. um, <laughs> The H is um, to heal your wounds and mourn the loss of your marriage and the dreams that you had. The A is accept your new single status and the life that is up for you to design. And then the B is building the foundation from which your new life will begin, and it will be the best one yet. So my process really takes you, my, my tagline for it is going from I do to I did. To I'm done. So cool.
0: <laughs> so, and it's a six month like so I'm just like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Put me out of business because <laughs> I have a mark. I can't name things. This is a, this is the problem that I have in business. This is a secret, you guys. I can't name shit. I can write. <laughs> I could write blog posts and a book, which I still haven't done. But whatever. I could write for days. I can't fucking name anything. <laughs>
1: I bet you can, I bet um, I, I, I would not, like to, it's not, <laughs> you're like no, I'm
0: okay with that, but I have people like you now that I call for that shit. Like you, Lindsay and my friend, Deborah Rogers, you guys are my three calls when I'm like, I don't know when to call it
1: because <laughs> you have those brains. I do. I love, but see, I love acronyms. Like I'm a queen of acronyms. So I, yeah, yeah I will be calling
0: you for that. But anyway, but, but we two completely digress. Yeah. <laughs> listen, it's good to know your strengths and weaknesses. This is one of my weaknesses, yes. Admit it. but it's good to have, this is why we all need each other. Cause it takes a fucking village to build a program. That's all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> well, and that's why I'm saying like, as an entrepreneur, you have to know your strengths and weaknesses and you need to find and find people that are stronger than you to, to fill the weaknesses. Like that's how you, amen. Like, amen. You know? So Lord knows you've done much for me in mentoring. So thank you for filling in my weaknesses too. So <laughs> anytime, baby, that's what we're here for. Right. I know
0: to love each other. Yes. So, um, I love it. So the program is six months, right? It's like yes. those five steps over six months. Yes. you
1: do it as a, a program? Like, is it only one-on-one? Yeah. So the, it's through one-on-one coaching with me. Um, you can live anywhere. I do all of my coaching via zoom. Um, so it can be video or just through the phone. Um, and yeah, it's hour long. You get, you know, bi-monthly calls with me every month. So it's direct and, um, yeah, it's, it, it works. It worked for me. It works for many of my clients. Um, you know, and I'm, Very, you know, to toot my own horn for a moment. I didn't know at the time, but I journaled my entire emotional and healing process of my divorce. So it is literally built off of everything I did once I discovered coaching and how I was able to heal through not only being a student in the classroom, but also being, um, you know, being coached by my fellow classmates as well as once I did fire finally hire a coach. So yeah. And it's lots of tools and resources. I mean, as you know, a lot of the work happens between sessions. So it's really building you up and getting you to a place on each call where you can go out into the world and, and practice what we work through. And, you know, I'm, I'm available to my clients between sessions um, you know, that's how this works. And, you know, it's, it, it's a community team effort. It's me being your cheerleader and standing by your side. Awesome. So, yeah. Um. Thank you.
0: Anything else you want to say to our, to our, our people? Is there anything, anything, any words of wisdom that you want to leave people with? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the most important thing is just to remember that you're not alone, that there are so many of us out there that want and, you know, would love to support you. Um, You know, I think that as you are a coach, I'm a coach. You know, the one thing that we bring to the table that our friends and family don't is, accountability. And I believe that we are not necessarily our best accountability partners, right? Because we the make worst. excuses. We're,
0: we are the worst. Like that's accountability. Yes. Like the definition of accountability is like somebody else. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, no, we cannot do it for us. We're not, we're terrible at doing that for
1: ourselves. Sorry. Yes. yes. No. And, and so are our friends and family. I mean, they, because again, as we talked about in the beginning of the call, they are, they don't, they don't know what to do with where you're at because they're so uncomfortable with it themselves. And so
0: absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely.
1: And just not being afraid to ask for help from a professional, from somebody. And listen, if therapy works for you, fantastic. If coaching is something you're interested in because you're looking to focus on the future and really activate yourself into this new life instead of perpetuating the past, yep. reach out to somebody. I mean, most of us give out free calls to to set up, you know, just to give you an ear to listen to, but don't do it alone because it's going to take so much longer and nobody's going to help you move forward. Excuse me. You're not going to help yourself move forward by yourself. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: You do need that help and support. And I, and I love, you know, what you were saying earlier about the difference between therapy and coaching. You know, my favorite clients are also in therapy um, because we have to have that understanding of our past and how we got to this place. But, you know, coaching is the power that moves you forward. Mm -hmm. You know, my favorite clients are clients who have been like, I've been in therapy for years. I get it. I understand all of it. What now? Yeah. Yeah. that's like i'm ready for action and it's you know therapists are amazing but their training is such that they they actually can't they're they're actually sort of bound by some you know um ethical standards that that don't really allow them to propel you into action the way that coaches can so it's uh it's just a it's just a different medium
1: yeah and i also think i mean i don't know if you notice this too and trust me i was in therapy and have Uh, you know, was working with a coach simultaneously and both are incredibly valuable. Mm -hmm. But I also noticed that my coach asked very different questions and she was a lot more creative. And I, you know, I know you're the same way I've brought that into my practice as well, is I think that we can give our clients a little bit more creativity, um, around how to move them forward and encourage them to take more risks, um, you know, in, in, growing, right? Because when things feel a little uncomfortable, you're growing and really ensuring. And the other thing too, is that, you know, I don't charge extra for being able to talk to me on the side. You know, that's something that is a part of the process. It's something that you, you get as, you know, a bonus to a relationship like that.
0: Exactly. When
1: you're, when you're in a one-on-one agreement
0: with me, I'm the same way Mm -hmm. you have access to me all week, right? therapists don't do that, (laughs) but you have unlimited access to me for like when shit goes south or you're scared or you're walking into a, into, you know, a a mediator's office and, or you're walking into a meeting with your, with your ex or whatever, or your, or anything. And you need
1: a pep talk or whatever? Like we're there for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Always. It's, it's a team effort and you know, coaches, it's not, I stand above, I stand right next to you. We are in it together and I'm wherever you are and we do this. It's a team effort. Yep. Yep.
0: Yay. All right, honey, where where can people find you?
1: Well, you can find me um on my website, which is wendysterling.net. Um, I'm also on Facebook as Wendy Sterling and then Instagram. My Instagram name is divorce rehab with Wendy. And all of this is in the show notes with links that you guys can click. Um, and
0: and Wendy, you offer a free 15-minute divorce recovery call. Right, which yes. will also be yes. notes for anybody who's uh, might be interested in coaching. Yes, and thank you. Yeah, I'm just so happy to have you on. I'm just happy to have you in my world, in my orbit. Um, I love the community of professionals that we have, um, you know, created together, and that we are really like committed to. Um, really changing the conversation around divorce and that we're all in this together. And I think there's a, there's like a groundswell happening for us, like professionally, that's really fucking exciting. So at the end of this, at the end of February, Wendy and I, and our colleague, Karen Bigman, the divorciers, are going to be speaking on a panel at the Southern California mediators association. Um, we were invited by our dear friend, Susan Guthrie and it's it's kind of a big deal because this is the first time that they're actually having divorce coaches on a panel uh, to talk to mediators. Having what we do be uh, included at that level is a really big deal. And the three of us have been invited to be the uh, sort of the representatives for this for our field, which is just a, a huge honor. And it's an honor to be doing it with you Yes, same. I'm so excited. I'm so excited too. And so, you know, I just uh, I don't know, it's a little plug for the like the, the just the the unity that we are creating in this industry and it's super exciting and I love it.
1: Me too. And I think it's just, I think it also is a testament to all the work that we've been doing. We, the collective, we, you know, you, me, Karen, Susan, plus countless others yeah. who are really trying to bring coaching, making coaching more relevant in this particular space. And also reaching out to the other communities who support the same clients that we get to work with. It's a huge opportunity for for us and you know, really for countless people in the world that need our help. Absolutely. Amen, sister. Amen, sister. I'm so excited. I can't wait for (laughs) it to see you. And I'm so grateful to have been uh, on your podcast with you. And I'm so grateful to have you in my life too. You are just an amazing human and a guiding light for me. So thank you.
0: Oh, thank you, honey. I adore you.
1: Thanks for tuning in
0: to another episode of the Divorce Survival Guide Podcast.